Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. And this show has officially been on for over four years on a Saturday afternoon, which means it has lasted longer than Theresa May's time as Prime Minister, the reign of King James II, the entirety of the UK version of The Office, the government's vaccine passport scheme, Britney's first and second marriages combined, and Andrew Neil's time with GB News. What an achievement! It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Young Blood and Fleabag, Wizard Radio, Saturday afternoon. Before that, a brand new Taylor Swift song that's actually not new. It's the Taylor's version of Wildest Dreams, re-recorded, released, I think, just yesterday. Uh, good afternoon. Alec Feldman here. On until five o'clock. How are you? How have you been? I feel like even though I've been on for the last couple of weeks, we haven't spoken because we have, but we sort of we sort of haven't. But I'm actually here. I'm live. Look, um, what can I do to prove it? I, I don't really know, but it's, it's ten past three on the 18th of September. See, there you go. Uh, and I am very tired, so I'm hoping that by the end of this show, I'm I'm like reinvigorated and re-energized. Hello. Prove it. That's not proof. That could have been what, recorded. Tell you the time. Yeah. That's that's not proof. Um, um, you put your face up like? next to the front page of the newspaper. Should I tell you what's on the top story of BBC News? All right, I'm going to put the my phone on. Wait a sec. Okay. Um, uh, top B- stories. Gas price rises, holiday booking surge, and Prince Andrew. Does that that could have right? been any day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, gas price. Gas. You've got to give me the gas one. Um, what is... There's only one way... That you could actually prove it. Oh yeah. What am I thinking of right now? Um. Read my mind, then I'll believe okay. it. Okay. If I know you, but at all, you will be thinking about Gracie. He's good. He's good. Ah, oh, see, told you. See, there's your proof. Live in the flesh. I can read off BBC News and mind read people until five o'clock. And on the show today, I have a customer service hack for you. I think I've cracked this. I'm like the anti-Karen. You will be so appreciative of this when I tell you because it will will be a game changer, honestly. That's coming up in a bit. Baked beans, gaslighting, wills, water, uni, all of the hot topics between now and five o'clock. Plus, I've got a six-second guide for you. Another round of the basically impossible game, What's Going On. Very impossible to, to get correct, but still still quite a nice time. That's coming up. We'll do that just before four o'clock. And music. I've got Kanye West. I've got Ed Sheeran. Baby Queen as well in the next 20 minutes or so. So really, there's, there's nothing else to do. Stay here. Stay with me. Hang out. It'll be fun. Uh, first, though, let's talk about the things that have been going on in the world this week, some of them have been good, some of them have angered me. And so here, in a nicely arranged fashion, are the best and worst things in the world this week. Starting as we always like to start with the negatives. 
the worst thing in the world this week, I think for me, is the idea that they're going to bring back imperial measurements. So, you know, you know the metric system, you know how great the metric system is. If you're American, you won't know how great the, uh, the metric system is, but everybody else in the world, literally every other country, can appreciate how good it is. It's so easy, it's just tens, add a zero, take away a zero, a hundred this in a that, a thousand that in a something else, in a thought. <laughs> like, it's just easy. Um, but because of the whole Brexit thing, um, our government is saying, well, we might stop making it illegal for things to be sold using the old-fashioned measurements. Um, I don't really know why. It's sort of one of the blue... It's like a blue passport thing, isn't it? It makes no difference to anybody. It's just a, a weird thing that we're doing because we can. And, I mean, I've been looking into imperial measurements. They make no sense. They are absolutely bonkers. There's like 12, 12 ounces in a, in a pound and 14 pounds in a stone or something stupid like that. But then there's like 12, 12 feet in an inch, and then three inches in a foot. What? No, that I mean that doesn't make any. That's completely wrong. Was it 12 inches in a foot, and three feet in a yeah? Again, it's just confusing. Why? Why are all the numbers different? It's so stupid. Who thought of this? Why would we ever want to bring that back? I don't know. But the idea that. I might one day go to the shops and not understand how to measure things because it's all in stupid threes and twelves. It's quite scary, so no thank you to the, the imperial measurement system, please. Metric all the way, thank you very much. Um, but some good things that I've seen this week include a golden toilet that got nicked. I definitely talked about this on the show at the time. It got stolen two years ago. And I'll be honest, I haven't really thought about it much in the, the intervening period, but I saw another article about it today, just saying that two years on from the theft of this golden toilet, which was stolen, by the way, from an actual palace. I don't know how you could rob a palace, never mind of a, a literal toilet, but it got nicked two years ago. And you'd think because it was a toilet, it's the kind of thing that would be quite easily found because how many people have a golden toilet, you know what I mean? If you show up to cash converters with a gold toilet, they're gonna they're gonna get a bit suspicious. But two years on, hasn't been found. Nobody's been charged for it. No, a few people were arrested, but they didn't get anywhere with it. And so it's just gone. They suspect forever. They think it's been melted down. Imagine you have a gold toilet melting it down. That's the saddest thing ever. That's a masterpiece. It's a work of art. That's beautiful. Why would you not want to keep it as a toilet? It's just sad and it's never been found, which is sad, but at the same time, the fact that it was like the perfect crime, I really love, because there's very few people that could get away with nicking a gold toilet and not getting caught, so whoever did it, I do have a, a respect for you, it's very impressive, so well, well done, well done to you. Uh, the other thing I'm loving this week, bin people, uh, that's the gender neutral term for a bin man, they're being poached by rival companies on the job, because there's a shortage of lorry drivers, again, because of, you know, <laughs> Brexit, yeah, great. Um, there aren't enough people to drive lorries. And so people, bin men, are literally going on their rounds, collecting the bins, and they're bumping into people on the bin rounds who are like, Psst, hey, mate, do you want to you wanna come over here and join the other side? I've got way more money for you. Just, just leave. Come join our team. And they're literally leaving their jobs midway through their shifts to go and do some other lorry driving. I mean, who'd have thought that one of the consequences of Brexit would be these bin wars where bin people are literally being stolen away from their jobs as they're working. It's, it's quite dramatic, really. It's like a sort of a secret spy movie. They're hiding in a bush or something, waiting for them to come down the driveway with the wheelie bins, and then they're, they're jumping in to poach them. Excellent. So those are the things I'm liking this week. Imperial measurements, bad. But the perfect crime of stealing a golden toilet, good and stealing bin men from their jobs, also good. Right, coming up next, I am gonna change your life with a, a very simple customer service hack. After new Kanye West, The Weeknd, Lil Baby, this is Hurricane on Wizard Radio. Kanye West and The Weeknd and Lil Baby with Hurricane. It's Wizard Radio on Saturday afternoon, and I'm Alec Feldman, hello. Ed Sheeran, that's his name, he is coming up next. I feel like I go through periods in my life where 
I'm constantly on the phone to customer services. Like, I can go months, years, without having anything to do with them. And then, all of a sudden, everything happens at once. Either something breaks, or I order something and it's not what I wanted, or I order something and it doesn't come, or I need to send something back. And then all of a sudden, literally my whole life is spent phoning or emailing or using those insanely annoying online chatbots with customer service people. And I hate it because it's it's such a drawn out process and you can never get really what you want from it at the end. Or so I thought, but I've discovered a way of getting positive outcomes and getting those positive outcomes more quickly and I want to share it with you so that we can all try it and hopefully improve customer service for everyone I'm, I'm sharing my wisdom here I could just keep it to myself but I'm being very generous um, so in a way I'm like what, what I'm about to tell you to do this isn't Karening this isn't being like oh I want to talk to the manager this isn't that kind of customer service hack right this is almost anti-Karening it's the opposite of Karen instead of moaning and whinging and complaining it's it's just being being nice and I know that sounds really obvious like obviously if you're nice to people they'll treat you better and I know and I am always you know nice to people even before I discovered this but it's just just a little extra thing where you can go slightly above and beyond and it just always seems to be really well received and again maybe when I tell you what this is you might just be like, well, yeah, obviously. But to me, it was like a, a revelation. Every time I've tried this, it's worked. And I just it never occurred to me that such a simple thing would make such a big difference. But it has. Uh, maybe it's because I'm, I'm like a, a Londoner and Londoners are rude and hate other people. Generally, if you've ever been on the tube, you know, nobody talks. And that, we kind of like it that way. Loads of people don't even know their neighbours. It's just the way it is. But, um, this change is pretty radical. I think it's probably time I stop picking it up and just tell you what it is. Okay, it's very simple. You you phone the customer service people, you go through the automated menu, you press one, you press one again. They don't have any of the options you want, so you listen through to the options again and then just press a random number and hope for the best. It rings, you're on hold for like 10 minutes, and then when the person picks up and they go like, hello, Julie speaking, how can I help? The first thing you say to them isn't like, I've got a problem, or I've got a complaint, or I want a refund. The first thing you say is, oh, hey, Julie, you okay? That's it. Four words. Four words can change your customer service experience dramatically. Just a, hey, Julie, you okay? Simple, right? But they, they love it every time you do it. They don't have to be called Julie. They can be called anything. That was just an example. Every time you do that, they always like perk up in their voice. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? And it does just make such a huge difference. And after that, literally from the get-go, they're just really nice. And they're really friendly. And even if after that you are moaning about something, because you started on like the right foot and you're like, oh, hey, you okay? And you like disarm them all of a sudden they want to help you, they want to be your friend, and it gets results, they do actually, usually, do what you're asking, and all because of those those four words, hey Julie, you okay? So next time you need to moan at someone, don't go in, you know, all angry and be like, I want to complain, let me speak to the manager, what you gotta do, just really chilled, really friendly, oh hey Julie, you okay? And then, you'll disarm them and they will be like, play-doh in your hands, they will do whatever you want within reason that's not like a crime so there you go remember that next time you need to complain about something hey julie you okay them and they will do anything you want and it will it's a game changer honestly maybe this is the most obvious thing in the world that you know being nice to people generally gets results but it's just it's so easy it's literally like four magic words you are so welcome try it get back to me tell me it doesn't work right Next on the show, we need to talk about baked beans. We'll do that in a second after the new Ed Sheeran song, which I really, really like. This is Shivers on Wizard Radio. Isn't that good? Ed Sheeran, Shivers, Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Baby Queen and Holly Humpstone coming up. I love panicking about things. It's I don't know why, 
It's just it's in my nature, you know. Even if everything's fine, we need to find we need to find something to to fear, to be afraid of, to get into a bit of a flap about. Because otherwise, life's no fun, is it? And I have the latest thing that we can all panic about. And like all of the best panics that we've had, you know, throughout society over the years, it involves youths. That's right. Those youths are at it again. They're being antisocial, and we should all be very afraid of them. And the latest way that the the youths have found to be antisocial is, I mean, it's incredible. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've seen all year. I, I can't believe this is this is real. There are loads of like comedy programs that make spoof news stories, and they're usually pretty funny, but none of them live up to this reality. You might have seen this on TikTok already. It's a new trend called beaning. Are you aware of beaning? Have you been a victim of beaning? Have you been a perpetrator of beaning? What beaning is, is, oh, it's very very scary, terrifying, intimidating. What it is, is these, these hoodlums, they go to the shops and they buy tins of baked beans and they open the tins and they go to random people's houses and then they empty the tin of beans all over the driveway on the door, on the steps, on the windows, on the cars everywhere covered in baked beans and this is this is becoming a problem the police are getting involved they're issuing warnings, they're telling shops that you shouldn't sell baked beans to children um, and if you see any kids buying large quantities of baked beans, you should report them. And even parents, they're warning, saying that if you have lots of baked beans at home, please remove them. Get rid of them. Throw them out because it's too dangerous. It's a risk. And if you <laughs> if you take part in beaning, if you are a perpetrator, you're known as a bean bandit. <laughs> My favourite band, Bean Bandit. <laughs> so good and pe- people are taking this deadly seriously um oh the, the pictures are pretty haunting um there's one i've seen it's just a doorstep four empty tins of baked beans and then loads of baked beans all over the floor oh it's a real problem never mind like drugs this is the real danger for kids today it's baked beans <laughs> another picture showed a car with Sauce dribbling down the driver's window, leaving an unsightly orange smudge. Oh! Oh, the horror! Not an unsightly orange smudge. That, that'll that take at least some soap and water to wash off. Oh, this is awful. And so, like I said, we should all be very afraid of this. This could get out of hand. Next thing you know, it's baked beans with sausage hoops. Or sausage hoops? No, you know, sausages or spaghetti hoops. You know, chili beans. Where does it end? What tinned goods are not off limits? It's very scary, and so we need to crack down on this. And I think I need to do my bit to help. Nice bit of vigilanteism for a Saturday afternoon. I want to appeal for information. This is the Baked Bean Hotline. Do you know anyone who has been participating in beaning? Do you know any bean bandits? Are you a bean bandit? Would you like to come on and confess? We can protect your identity, but we probably won't. We'll just report you to the police because this is outrageous and it needs to be stopped. Any evidence you might have. Do you know someone who likes baked beans, has an unusual amount of baked beans in their house? Or maybe, you know what, the worst ones are probably the ones that claim they don't even like baked beans. They are the real bean bandits. They're they're just lying. It's a big cover-up. Any information you might have, any leads at all, please... Please send me a message on 07807 183538. That's the Baked Bean Hotline number 07807 183538. We just like to appeal for any information, any at all that you might have that can help us out this afternoon at Wiz Radio on Twitter and Instagram. On the email, it's station at wizardradio.co.uk. If you've got any leads whatsoever that might help us track down some bean bandits, and put a stop to this horrendous trend that's literally leaving cars with unsightly stains on the window, then get in touch right now. We will protect your identity if you are giving us information. Any tip-offs can be anonymous, if you so wish. 
thank you in advance for your help on this. Holly Humberstone's coming up, and this is Baby Queen with Narcissist Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Mediocre broadcasting since 2017. Holly Humberstone and Scarlett on Wizard Radio. Before that, Baby Queen with Narcissist. I'm Alec, hello. Currently in the middle of a panic. You know, I just like to make you panic about things every now and again. This week, we're panicking about baked beans. Because the youths, they're buying baked beans from the shops and chucking them around people's houses and cars and driveways in a trend called beaning. If you're a participant in beaning, you're known as a bean bandit. And I've put out an appeal for any information anyone might have as to the identities of these bean bandits so that we can put a stop to this madness once and for all. Like I said, you should be, you should be very afraid. It could be you. Your house could be beaned next. It could be your, your mums, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa. They could all be victims of a beaning unless we act now. And uh, Callum has got in touch. Um, oh, sorry, I mean um, an anonymous source has got in touch who says, This is very raw for me, Alec. I had baked beans with my lunch, but I was very surprised to learn we had run out of Heinz. I had to have my emergency stash of Tesco own brand beans. This is how serious the situation's got. This news story has personally impacted me. I'm going to keep my eyes and ears peeled here in Leeds because surely there are bean bandits on the loose. Oh yeah, I mean, look, I know Leeds very well. And if ever there was a city that would be victim to a spate of beanings, it would be Leeds. Oh, oh yes, especially in the sort of the Hyde Park area. Oh man, terrified. But there's just... I don't know, something something about this doesn't sit right, this message from Callum. I mean, from the anonymous person. Just the fact that he has an emergency stash of baked beans. Who has an emergency stash of baked beans unless you are a bean bandit, eh? That's all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not gonna make any wild accusations I can't back up, but why do you have emergency beans, Callum? Why? Mmm. Joe has also got in touch. Um I mean, <clears throat> and another anonymous person saying, do you remember those ads on TV for kids' toys that sort of looked like baked beans, but they were magnets, and when they hit each other, they made a very satisfying clang noise. Maybe those are the culprits. They're magnetic beans. They're stealing real baked beans using the magnetic force and then making them do all sorts of unnatural things. I used to have the magnetic beans. I don't remember what they were called for the life of me. There were lots of fun to play with, but now I suspect... They had a sinister undertone all along. I'm trying to remember what they were called. If you're thinking of the same thing I'm thinking of, were they called like Zoids? Because they were like sort of bean slash bullet shapes and they'd come in pairs. And I don't really know what you're meant to do with them other than put them together so they made that lovely clicking noise. Um, but so let me get this straight. What you're saying is those magnets that look a bit like baked beans are being used to control other baked beans. That's what, So you're saying there are no bean bandits involved at all, it's just the magnets? Or are you saying the bean bandits control the magnets which control the bean? Uh, this, is, this is a lot, this is a complicated theory. I'm just thinking, the only slight issue with it. Baked beans aren't, to my knowledge, magnetic. Because the, the magnetic metals there, what is it, iron, nickel, cobalt. I think those are the magnetic ones. They, they didn't teach something about baked beans in our like GCSE physics so I'm not sure this this all stacks up to be honest purely because I don't think baked beans are magnetic unfortunately uh, Jasmine <clears throat> oh god I mean um, an anonymous tip off has said I was walking home last night and I thought I saw a pool of blood on the pavement but maybe just maybe it was actually bean juice keep your eyes peeled in the Norfolk area Oh, I mean, Norfolk. I've been to Norfolk. Norfolk's quiet, you know. Quite sleepy. Lots of little villages. Not many main roads. Not many city centres either. Very, very, very good place to carry out a beaning spree without being caught under the cover of darkness. Mmm. Yeah, I think you should really report that. If you just thought it was blood on the pavement, then, I mean, it doesn't matter, obviously. Not important. But bean juice... 
That could offer a lot of clues. There could be DNA evidence in that. There could be all sorts that you can use to identify the bean bandits. So, definitely, definitely take that information. For I mean, you have, you've sent it to me on the, the baked bean hotline. And I will, of course, pass it on to the, the baked bean authority. You know what? Bring back Asbos. That's what we need to do here. The only way to overcome this beaning spree is with Asbos. But, I don't know. What are we to do? Just keep your eyes and ears peeled, okay? Panic. And if, if you see anybody walking home from the shops with maybe a whole stack of baked bean tins, it's your duty to go over and knock them all off so that they fall on the pavement and create a lot of inconvenience for whoever's carrying them. That is your citizen's duty. I thank you. Baked Bean Hotline, out. This is Ty Verdi's AOK on Wizard Radio. Ty Verdi's 24K Golden with AOK. This is Wizard Radio, Alec Feldman on Till 5. Hi, what's going on is coming up in a second. Um, but first, I I feel like there's something funny going on with WhatsApp. And everyone is having the same reaction to it. Um, so my sister the other day showed me a phone screen. She was like, look, look, WhatsApp has changed. I don't like it. And I was sort of looking at it. I was going, what are you talking about? No, it hasn't. It's exactly the same as it's always been. She was like, no, no, it's changed. There's something different about it. And I was like, no, no, you haven't got a clue what you're talking about. And I didn't really think much about it. But then later on, I was on WhatsApp and I was like, hang on a minute. Maybe, maybe she's right. I feel like WhatsApp has changed, but I can't work out how or why. It's like everything about it is exactly the same as it was before and yet it looks different it does something has changed with whatsapp i don't know if it's like the design or the font or the colors or there, there is something and it's definitely different to how it was like last week and first when my sister showed it to me i couldn't work out what she was on about but then i noticed the same thing but then what have i actually noticed because I, I, I can't work out what it has actually changed and when I was telling James about this before, I was like, no, it's definitely changed. I just can't put my finger on what. And he was like, no, it, it definitely hasn't. So you, James, aren't convinced that anything's no. changed. No, nothing has changed. I'll say, I was telling you earlier, Alec, I got a whole new iOS on my phone this week. So I've not updated my phone in two years. I got, had to update all of my apps. Mm -hmm. And WhatsApp's exactly the same. Exactly, right. You see... Have you not even noticed anything like subtle? Like maybe nope. the color, the shade of green has changed nope. by like. Uh, I've got it open now. Um, mm -hmm. No, look at my groups. No, that looks the same. No, I, I mean, I'm happy Nothing. to be proved wrong, but really, I can't, I can't see anything. That's no. all. Oh my god, I can't see anything. No, sorry, um, I can't see any changes at all. It's you see now. This see this is the thing, right? And now the fact that you can't see anything wrong makes me sound like I've gone mad. Yeah, I'm seeing things that just aren't there. Yeah, you and I really kind of are. thought the same about my sister. But then once you notice it, you can't unnotice it. I think we are all collectively being gaslit by WhatsApp into thinking nothing has changed when actually it has. I Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You use an Android, don't you? Correct. Does your sister? Correct. See, I, I'm speaking as an iPhone user here. Okay. So, so it's possible that it hasn't changed for you, but it has changed for us. Possible. Definitely possible. But again, it just it sows that seed of doubt in your mind. that That's classic gaslighting behavior. It is. I, you I know like, what? I agree yeah. with you that whatever's being done, you're not crazy. You're being gaslit. My feelings are valid. Your your feelings are always valid. Thank you. But that's all, um, that's all I needed to know. I wonder. Now I was watching that Netflix documentary again this week, The Social Dilemma. Yeah. About how social media tries to control you. I wonder if they're like making changes, but it like changes every five minutes. So you look at it and go, "Oh my god, it's changed!" And then like the next time you look at it, it's the same as it was. And maybe. maybe they're purposely gaslighting us all to make us go crazy, to pit us against each other. Because now you and I are mortal enemies. And I've Absolutely. lost respect for you because of this. Um, <laughs> so maybe this is what WhatsApp wants. It could be. See, this is 
This is classic toxic relationship behaviour. It is. That's what WhatsApp's doing. And They're going to turn around I'd... tomorrow. They're going to say, you stole from me. And we're going to say, what? <laughs> and they're going to say, oh, you know what you've done. Oh, my God. It's going to it's gonna be like Love Island, isn't it? All again. This is terrifying. See, and I can't, I can't even leave because, like, five years' worth of chats are all on my WhatsApp. So what can I do? Nothing. Just trapped in this relationship with an app that keeps changing but denies it. Do you remember when you used to have to pay, like, 1p a year for WhatsApp? I don't think I ever did. I never paid for it, but there was a time when it first kind of existed where you had to pay like a pound a year or something to use whatsapp i remember that but then did it ever happen at all or maybe we've we've all been false falsely informed on that as well that it could all be a lie i don't know what to believe anymore this is one of those what's it called um ah it's the effect where everybody thinks something's happened the mandela effect this is a mandela effect well, I, I don't trust WhatsApp anymore. Ever since they got bought by Facebook, there's been, there's been something sus about mm, that. But anyway, so it might have changed. Have a look on your WhatsApp later. Tell me whether you think or not it has changed and whether we are all being gaslit. In the meantime, what's going on coming up next after Machine Gun Kelly paper cuts on Wizard Radio? Wizard Radio, Machine Gun Kelly, that was paper cuts. I'm Alec Feldman. And it is time to play this. What's going on? So we have a little game. It's a very difficult game. Might even be the most difficult game in radio. It's very rare that anyone will get the answer to this right. Which is weird because the question is very simple. The question is just what's going on. I play you a little clip. You have to explain to me what's going on. In practice, usually a lot harder. The the clip is kind of confusing, misleading, chaotic, messy, all of the above. So that it's hard to tell what you are actually listening to. And then... When it's explained, it all becomes clear. But it's not really about getting the right answer. Uh, it's more about, you know, the process. It's about the journey, guys, not the destination. And the journey is just being a bit imaginative and trying to work out what's happening and making up your own story, which is often more interesting than the actual real story. So that's how it works. I'm going to play it to you a few times to, you know, give, give you a real idea of what it sounds like. Then it's over to you. Send in some messages. Try and work out what's happening. Your best explanation possible. I'll read them out later on. And maybe someone will work it out. But probably not. Either way, we'll all have a nice time. So, without further ado, here's this week's clip. Very short one this week. Very short. It sounds like it's very low quality. It almost reminds me of the kind of video you get on, like, You've Been Framed that was filmed on like a really early camcorder or like mobile phone camera. But what we heard in that was basically just a a sort of some kind of noise, like a person or an animal, and then two bangs. And that was it, that's all you get. Let's hear it again. And that, that is it. You hear the little squeaky whatever it is, a bang, then another couple of little bangs. What on earth is happening there? Can you explain what you have just heard in a way that sort of vaguely makes sense? I know it's quite a tricky one today, but I feel like the less I give you, the more you can just create your own completely far-fetched explanation, which I love. So, if you want to play today, the number is this, 07807 183538. That's 07807 538 on Twitter and Instagram. It's at WizRadio. Another emails. It's station at wizardradio.co.uk. What's going on this week? Let's hear the clip one more time. Here it is. If you can work out what could possibly be happening there, get involved, play along, and we will find out what the actual answer is before the end of the show at 5 o'clock. Coming up. Glass Animals and The weekend. Right now, though, it's one minute past four. Let's get the news. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Glass Animals and Ian Dior with Heat Waves Wizard Radio on a Saturday afternoon. My name is Alec Feldman. Hello. This is what we do every Saturday from 3 till 5 p.m. We've been doing it for about four years. If you're new, welcome, welcome. Where have you been for the last four years? Played you The weekend and Take My Breath before that. 
on the way, Dylan and Mimi Webb. I really like Mimi Webb. She's very good. That's coming up. And Casey Musgraves as well. Um, been reading. This is quite interesting. That normally when a person dies, you obviously you should write a will because that says all of your possessions and stuff. It says who gets to inherit it afterwards, who you want to give it to. Because otherwise, you know, it could get messy. Everyone will fight over it and all that kind of stuff. You don't want that. When you're dead, too much hassle. So that's why people write wills. And normally, they're like a public document so that everyone can make sure that nobody's cheated, basically. And so when you, you know, you do a will, that gets made public once you're gone to make sure that everything is as it should be. However, um, when you're, like, really, really famous, that might create sort of embarrassment, awkwardness, difficult questions, and no one is more famous than the royal family. So when they pass and, you know, all of their possessions have to be divided up, there's a special, like, rule in place, basically, that says their, their wills don't have to be made public for 90 years, and in the meantime, they get held onto uh, in, like, a special safe that nobody has the keys to and nobody gets to see them except the people directly involved and obviously this has had reason to come into practice recently when Prince Philip died and you know as is the standard situation his will won't be made public for 90 years that's just you know to protect everybody's dignity and not have any embarrassment or awkwardness so we'll never know really possibly how old am I I will never know in my lifetime what Prince Philip's will contain. That's quite a sad thought. Unless I live to, like, 112, which is kind of part of the plan, to be honest, but I don't know. Does anybody live to 100? You know what? Let's, let's not think about that. But I will never get to see it. Neither will most of us, probably, which is a great shame. Uh, but what if I had, had contacts on the inside? If I knew the people with the keys to the safe? What if there was a bit of corruption going on? and I actually managed to get hold of a copy of his will. Wouldn't put it past me, would you? Well, maybe, just maybe, I have secured an exclusive preview of what was in Phil's will. Nobody else has seen this. No one is allowed to see this. It's under lock and key for 90 years. I'm probably going to end up in the tower for this, but that's just a risk I've got to take. So, I've I've got it here with me. It's on like a bit of parchment uh unroll it okay and and here's what he he's bequeathing so uh, i hrh philip mountbatten windsor sax coburg the greek um would like to bequeath my estate as follows my range rover my prized range rover in mostly good condition with a few scratches and dents in it but mostly fine i would like to give to my eldest son, Charles. I hope he gets many years of happy use out of it, long into his 90s, especially on the country roads of Norfolk. As for my most prized, worthwhile, meaningful possession, the Duke of Edinburgh Award. I'd like to give that to William. I think he's got the youth and vigor to reinvigorate it for a new generation and be a lot less offensive than I was. Edward. My other son, he can have whichever of my titles I've forgotten I had in the first place and aren't that interested in. Those can all go to him and he can have my drinks collection, including my very special wine cellar and a lovely mini fridge. That can all go to Edward. My horse and carriage that have served me well over the years. I don't really see anyone that has a need for them. The carriage, send it to the scrap merchant, get a few quid for it. The horses, I'm afraid it's, uh, it's prit stick for them. For my darling Lilibet, Queen Elizabeth II, she can have two of my favourite things that I've spent a whole lifetime dedicated to. My stamp collection and my collection of military figurines that I used to like to play with and pretend they were in a real war. As for my sizeable cash reserves, All of that money should be split equally amongst all of my grandchildren, every single one of them, except Harry, who should not receive a penny under any circumstances. 
And finally, during my lifetime, I was very lucky to accumulate a lot of hospitality and goodwill from people and sign up to a lot of mailing lists. And I have accumulated quite a large number of Pizza Express vouchers, more than I could possibly ever use up. More than any one person could ever use up, except my son, Andrew. To him, I leave my Pizza Express vouchers. And that is my last will and testament. So, there we go. Let's, let's roll that back up again. That is the will of Prince Philip that will not be made public for 90 years. But you've heard it here first. Only on Wizard Radio, you lucky things. Right, next. Why water is so good. I know that sounds like you're stating the obvious, but it's great. And I'll tell you why. After Dylan and 19. Dylan and 19 on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Hello, how are you? Hope everything is wonderful. Um, Mimi Webb's coming up, and we need to talk about uni as well. We haven't done that yet today, so that's coming up. And Casey Musgrave playing soon. Um, isn't water good? I really like water. I feel like I've been taking water for granted, and I didn't realise quite how much I'd been taking water for granted until the start of last week when something quite quite dramatic happened which was that I I woke up, as I do every day, and kind of go, oh my god, it's so early, and then go in the shower, and you know, I do a wee, as you do when you first wake up, and I flush the toilet, and there's sort of a weird little trickle when I flushed it, instead of the usual, like, it was just a little, little trickle, I was like, okay, this is odd, and then when I went to wash my hands, turn on the tap, nothing, nothing came out of the tap, not even a little drop, nothing. And I was like, hmm, that's not supposed to happen. And because you almost don't believe what your eyes are seeing, I did it again and still no water came out. And I was like, okay, no water's coming out of this. This is strange. Tried to turn on the shower, nothing happened. So, okay, great, no water there either. Went into the kitchen, turned on the tap in the kitchen, no water there either. Brilliant. So all the water has just gone off. And I'm looking in like the Facebook group for the, the flat to live in to see if anybody else is complaining about the same thing. And I couldn't see anything. But it was quite early, so I thought maybe I was the first one up or something. And I like, you know, called the, the water company. I was like, what's going on? Why have I got no water? And I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, oh, have you forgotten to pay your water bills? It wasn't that. I have paid all my water bills. And even if I hadn't, which I have, they don't actually cut off your water because that's like illegal. So I called them and I was like, what's going on? And they were like, well, we can't see any reason why you shouldn't have any water. But we'll send someone out, but we probably won't find much. And so I was like, okay, fine. Sent someone out a few hours later and they didn't find anything. And so still, still no water. And I didn't work out why until I went to leave, leave the flat. And I saw a little note that had been poked under the door, handwritten, that just said, your water has been cut off due to suspected leak from your flat. Please contact us for more assistance. No no phone number, no email address, just please contact us. <laughs> Great, who? What does that mean? Who am I contacting? And I was trying to suss this out all the while, being like, wow, I can't really, can't really uh, wee because I can't flush it away. Can't drink, can't wash my hands, I'm dirty because I can't shower, and trying to call them up and I was like what's going on why have you cut our water off and they were like oh uh, I don't really know to be honest we should get that back on really soon I think yeah if we leave it off for any more than 12 hours that's we're not supposed to do that and I was like yeah please give it back I really need a wee um and a few more hours pass with no water all the meantime I keep forgetting that there's no water and I'm going to like wash vegetables and then like oh yeah no water or just wash my hands and be like, oh, no water. And I'm like, well, I'll just, I'll just make some food. I'm going to boil some potatoes. Oh, wait, I can't boil potatoes because I have no water to boil with. Oh, let's make a cup of tea. Oh, wait, no water. Well, you need water for a lot of stuff. I didn't, I didn't realise that. It's really useful, water. Um, but this, this sorry saga of no washing or weeing or drinking went on for about 14 hours in the end. I did go out in the interim and buy some bottled water, but it didn't go very far. I was sort of just looking in my, my cupboards to see what else I could have that was vaguely drinkable. I was like, hmm, soy sauce, is that, do I want that as like a refreshing beverage? I don't think I do. Uh, custard, no, no. 
and 14 hours passed and it was like quite late and I was like they better not have gone home and I called up and I was like come on what's what's happened here and they're like well but we didn't realize we turned your water off we, we thought we'd done it for another flat sorry so basically they turned off our water for 14 hours by mistake <laughs> 14 hours though we couldn't really do a wee without just leaving it sitting there and drink water and it was all an accident and they sent out a man to turn it back on and I, I didn't see the man my housemate didn't I was just in the kitchen doing stuff but I was sort of having like a conversation with the man who'd come to turn it back on via my housemate with like the door open and I was just like he came and I was like tell him we're very angry and he was like uh, my housemate says we're very angry and <laughs> And the engineer comes back and says to him, oh, sorry, uh, it wasn't actually anything to do with me why it got turned off. And he relays that to me and goes, it wasn't to do with him. And I was like, oh, sorry. And then, <laughs> like a sitcom, my housemate then passes that message back on to the, the engineer man going, he says, sorry. <laughs> so, what a, what a saga. Water, I know everyone always talks about water being like the building block of life and how important it is, but I sort of didn't believe them until... I had to go without it for 14 hours. It's great. I'm never taking it for granted again. I love it. Thank you, water, for always being there when I turn on the tap, except for that one day last week. Isn't it great? Uh, next, I want to help you out. I want to offer my services, offer my wisdom. If you if you if you take it, that's coming up in a second after Mimi Webb and 24/5 on Wizard Radio. Mimi Webb and 24/5. This is Wizard Radio. Hello, Alec Feldman here till five o'clock then Miles Bukowski's on um I've noticed this seems to be the weekend and I should know this because this was me sort of four years ago this is the weekend when people start going off to uni it's very exciting it's always the end of September it's like the school starts at the beginning of September but uni you get like a whole extra month which is lovely I oh man those summer holidays I miss summer holidays I don't remember the last summer holiday I had um but uh anyway <laughs> people are going off to uni this weekend and that was me four years ago I was all green and small and didn't know anything about the world and four years later I'm still probably quite green and don't really know a great deal about the world but you know can call people up on customer service phone lines and get my way so in many ways that is a lot of character growth <laughs> personal development and all that but it is, it's a very weird time. I don't think anybody really enjoys the first few weeks of uni. They all say they do. They're all lying. It's just scary and weird. And you're like, oh, I want my friends back. These new ones are rubbish and all that stuff. It takes a while to grow on you, I think. I mean, maybe not everyone's like that, but that's what I was like. Um, and I thought maybe I should, I should do something nice today and give back to the community. Give back to you for listening to me ramble every week for the last four years. And see if somewhere in my brain I do have a small amount of wisdom to offer. Maybe I might do. I did do three years of uni, so I must know something. So I don't know if this will be a lot of people or a, a few people, but some of you, chances are, will be going to uni either next year or this year <laughs> if you're listening in the car on like your, your headphones or maybe you're even there hiding in your room going, oh, it's scary and I'm on. Um, if you want any any advice, I know this sounds weird coming from me, who famously gives terrible advice, but I might I might try my best to give some half decent advice. If you've got any questions, questions you've heard, myths, rumours, things you want cleaned up, not cleaned up, cleared up. I don't do cleaning, but I, I can clear up rumours and myths. Anything like that, anything that you might have always wondered. What's it like? Does it get any better than this? What should I avoid? Um... All that kind of stuff. I might, I might be able to help out if you, you, you want me to. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to big myself up too much, but I feel like I can offer some useful insights if you'd like. Oh, I feel, I feel like I've got all shy now. <laughs> but if you, if you want any, any help off me, send us a message. Any questions? Any advice you want? I got you. I'm like your, your radio big brother. Okay. So, if you're going to uni this year. And you're a bit scared, and you want you want to know that it's all going to be fine. Then hit me with some questions. I'll try and answer them based on my admittedly very limited experience, and we can we can crack on. And I'll dish out some wisdom and guidance to you. Oh seven eight oh seven one eight three five three eight is my number. 
07807 183 538 on the Twitter and Instagram it's at WizRadio on emails you can get me on station at wizardradio.co.uk if you would like to know whether or not it's anything like fresh meat I can tell you based on my experience very much not could not be further from fresh meat but other people's experiences may vary for me not at all not even close least relatable TV show about student life ever but that's just just me because I'm weird. So any any questions you've got, send them my way and I will try and give them a semi-decent answer. Might not necessarily succeed. Coming up next, Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves has been around for ages. She's been around a long time, but always in that sort of country music box. So what I've done is I've just looked into her. I've done my due diligence. I've done my homework. And I've put together like a 60-second fact file that's all completely accurate to Casey Musgrave. Shall we hear it? Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. In a parallel universe, Casey Musgraves is the biggest pop star in the world. Whilst Casey started out making country music, it quickly found success outside of the country world, and she entered into the mainstream. After finding fame, she changed her music style dramatically, moving away from her country roots to pursue a pop sound, gaining many new fans in the process but alienating some of those who'd been there from day one. Each album she released was bigger than the last, and as her profile as a musician grew, so did her personal life. Casey became known for a string of high-profile but short-lived relationships, including with Harry Styles and Calvin Harris. These relationships are believed to have formed the basis of a number of her songs. Casey would also be known for her high-profile battle with Spotify, refusing to have her music on there until a fair streaming payment was agreed. However, everything I've just said is about the parallel universe. In the actual universe that we live in, none of those things happened, and it actually sounds a bit like somebody else, though I can't remember who. And that is Casey Musgrave's 60 Seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Justice Bennett's and Bad Day on Wizard Radio. Justice sounds very Roman as a name. You sort of imagine he's one of those, like, clay busts, but he is a real person. Uh, before that, Casey Musgrave justified on, on the way Sabrina Carpenter and Camila Cabello before the end of the show, which is in 21 minutes' time. I'm being genuinely nice today and, like, sincere and offering some, some like, life advice. Because this is like uni moving in weekend. People probably, as we speak, are unloading cars with boxes and their parents are driving off and you're sat there like, Oh my God, what do I do now? Uh, that was me anyway, four years ago this weekend. And I've noticed it in Manchester. All these people have suddenly appeared out of nowhere. So it's definitely happening. And also, I mean, this this year, I suppose first proper freshers in like two years. There'll be what, like two or three worth years worth of people who are all doing the whole freshers thing at the same time. That sounds wild. It sounds like the stuff of nightmares, to be honest. <laughs> but if that's you, have a nice time. Look after yourself. Um... Right, so let's let's get my advice hat on then and see if I can actually help people out here. Um, Benji would like a, a myth busted. Is it true that everybody gets ill in the first week? That's what I'm worried about. I hate being ill. An excellent question. Um, I mean, I haven't gone to uni since COVID. Sort of my final year was when it was all kicking off, right? But... Um, I mean, from what I saw last year, as soon as everybody went to uni, everybody started getting COVID there. I know, I don't know that if that's what you're talking about. It's probably not. But freshers' flu is a thing. It's not the first week. I'd say it's usually maybe like the second or third week. So you do all your things in freshers. You meet all the new people. You spread all the germs. They incubate during like the first week of teaching. And then by the second week of teaching, some people have a cold. And the ones that don't are going to catch it from the people that do. It spreads like wildfire. I was quite impressed, really. I managed to dodge Fresh's flu, uh, probably by virtue of the fact that I didn't, you know, go out that much during my Fresh's week because I hate it, as I talked about on this show at the time. <laughs> um, I, so I didn't get it then, but then I got something else like a couple of weeks later. So I don't know. Yeah, you, you probably do get ill. It's really annoying. You know what? Actually, some of the worst colds of my life I've got from uni. I'm normally not that ill when I get ill, but like yeah they were very miserable both of them i got around about that time so 
yes, prepare to be ill, basically. COVID, freshers' flu, regular flu, the hangover, the works. It's, it's all going to happen. It's all to look forward to. Except not that last one for me because I'm too boring. But everybody I ever lived with. Um, Aaron. Or Aaron. Sorry. I don't know which one it is. Says, I've heard. You basically do no work. And it's a three-year chill until the last couple of months that are really stressful. Is that true? Or do I actually need to work? Eh. Eh. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of both, I suppose. Um, it's, there's, it's usually... It's not a three-year chill. There are periods of chill. And then there are periods where you're like, oh, God, I've got to do work again. I'd say maybe once a term, you might actually have to do some work. So that's what? Three times a year for three years. So nine. There are nine periods where you will actually have to do work that usually only last two or three weeks. And then, yeah, you can probably chill. But you shouldn't. You should work very hard. One of my, my biggest sadnesses about uni is that I was always a bit rubbish at, like, working. And then by the beginning of third year... I properly got into it. I'd like found my groove. I'd found my rhythm. I was keeping on top of all the readings. I was doing all the work, doing all the assignments in good time, going to the library like every day. And I was like, wow, this is going to be good. I'm going to get some, some good marks in this, this final semester. And then COVID happened and ruined it all. It literally ruined everything. All the like working patterns I got into just went out the window overnight and I was gutted. Um, so that was sad. But in a normal world, yeah, you can work hard. You can hardly work. Either way, you'll probably be okay. Rebecca, my older brother told me that if you don't turn up to lectures, you can get kicked out of the uni, which sucks. That doesn't sound real to me, though, because you paid all this money to be there. Do you know anyone who's been kicked out of uni? Um, I don't think I do, actually. No, no, I don't know anyone. I feel like I've heard a couple of stories, like, secondhand. I'm sure someone told me once about someone who'd been kicked out of uni, but hadn't told their parents. I, d I don't know how long they managed to keep that one up for, but oh, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> but, um, I mean, loads of people don't show up to stuff. I was always pretty good because I was like, it gets me out of the house, doesn't it? It's, might as well go, otherwise I'll regret it later. So I went to most of my stuff. Um, but if you don't go to stuff, you don't get kicked out. They like the money too much, like you said. You're paying all the money to be there. They don't care whether you show up or not, especially now it's like COVID. They almost don't want you to show up. They want you to go to Zoom things instead because they don't want to actually have you in the building. So you can probably get away with not going to a lot of things. Um, from Oscar, if I ate bugs in my uni accommodation, do you think that would be a problem? <sighs> Oscar. Um, Oscar, Oscar. Uh, I'm trying to work out what the question is here. Wh where, where do you see the problem lying in eating bugs in your uni accommodation? Is the problem with the eating bugs? Or is the problem doing it specifically in your uni accommodation? I would suggest maybe there would be a problem on both counts. If you eat bugs, it's probably not very good for you. I suppose I suppose some some cultures eat bugs, don't they? And they like fry them up all nice and it tastes good. I've never tried it personally, but uh, again, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it necessarily. Um, and doing it in your uni accommodation, would that be a problem? Again, probably, yeah, everyone would think you're really weird because you'd, be, you'd just be known as that guy who eats bugs. You don't want to be known as the guy who eats bugs. What kind of bugs are we talking? Like crickets? Are you like a snake? Or like a lizard? What? What's the deal here? Also... Bear in mind, you've got to share a fridge with these people. If you're keeping bugs in the fridge, they will not like that. They will absolutely hate that. Nobody wants to share their fridge with bugs. Like, oh, yeah, I've got the, the meat shelf, the, the dairy shelf, the bread shelf, the bug shelf. No, don't eat bugs in your uni accommodation. And ideally, don't eat bugs at all. That is my final concluding bit of advice. You see, I can, I can give good advice. That was nice. I, I enjoyed that. I'm not taking the mickey all the time, just a lot of the time, see? So uh, good luck if that's you. And if you've all got that still to come, now you know in advance what, what the deal is. You are so welcome. We'll get back to what's going on next and find out what actually is going on after Sabrina Carpenter with Skinny Dipping, playing right now on Wizard Radio. Mm. Sabrina Carpenter with Skinny Dipping on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on until 5 o'clock. Miles Mikulski coming up after we get the answers to this what's going on earlier on i played you a clip of something 
something happening. It was a very short one this week, which really gives you sort of license to go completely mad on your guesses. So let's have a listen to that to remind ourselves what it is we're trying to explain. And that's all you get. There's a weird noise. I can't work out whether that's a human or an animal noise, but there is some kind of noise followed by two bangs sort of fairly close to each other. What could that be? All your explanations are coming right now. Yasmin says, this sounds like an argument. Okay, if you break up the sounds, she said, it sounds like there's some muffled talking followed by some banging. Maybe someone is secretly recording an argument between two people having a fight on like a really bad microphone or an old phone. The banging is a door slamming shut because there's a few bands. Maybe the door is like one of those doors from cowboy movies. <laughs> so it swings back and forth a bit before actually closing. Yes, see also industrial kitchens where they've got those swingy doors so that whatever direction you're coming from, you can just like kick it when you're carrying plates. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So you think this is two people slash cowboys having an argument that's being secretly recorded. Hmm. Um, I don't think, I don't think there's necessarily any arguing going on. There might be some anger based on what's happening, but it's not an argument. And there are, there are actually three people involved. Three people and two objects. Um, but it's not, it's not that. But a lovely guess, a special shout out to Saloon Doors off of Cowboys. But sadly, you are incorrect. Megan, the hitting sound is actually quite, quite rhythmic, Alec. Is this a pirated recording of the musical Hairspray? The hitting sound sounds like the beat from the song Good Morning Baltimore. Okay, so <laughs> that's an interesting suggestion. You think we've we've delved into the world of piracy and what's going on and someone's been to like the theater and they've just sat there recording on their phone and that's what we've got. Maybe, maybe, let's, let's hear the, the what's going on sound again first. Okay, and then I believe we can now hear the start of the song that Megan's talking about, Good Morning Baltimore, to see if it is a pirated recording. Let's check it out. Um, I can sort of hear it, you know. If You know what? That is actually a pretty good guess. A very creative guess. I really like that. Sadly, it's not correct, but very nice work. Um, no, does anybody do that anymore? Like, record things on their phone in the cinema or the theatre? I suppose somebody must. But no, it's not that. Uh, but a lovely guess. And uh, Harry says, I don't know why, but I think the noise comes from a young child. Because at the start, it sounds a bit like a, a kid shouting or crying or something like that. And maybe the noise near the end is them falling out. That's all I can think of. Oh, no. I mean, I, I'm pleased to say that no children were harmed in the making of this what's going on. They're, they're all fine. But you are onto something there, Harry, you know. There is involved. I think the child is the one making the noise. Uh, but it's not the child that's falling out. It's something else. Something is falling. So you are you're the closest we've got today. So well done for that, Harry. But you're not 100% there. You're not all the way. So I think... I think the time is right to explain what it is that we are hearing on what's going on today. So, um, I'll try my best to describe this to you. It's like a, a house where there is a balcony out front and there are steps up to the balcony. So it's sort of like a mezzanine. You go in, I guess, through the balcony level. Well, there's a whole lot of the floor and the ground underneath that. So to get from the ground to the balcony to get in, you go up the stairs. Can you picture that? There are a number of people. So there is one person who has stood on the stairs. There is another person who stood on the balcony. The person who stood on the balcony is holding a massive TV. Like, it's a really huge TV. <laughs> and he's holding it. And I think they're trying to get it from the top of the balcony to the ground. You know, obviously, whilst keeping it nice and safe. It's all going to plan. The guy's holding the TV. They're getting ready to try and manoeuvre it down the balcony or down the stairs when a child runs into shop that's the the sort of the like the kid noise you can hear i think the child 
runs up to the person who's holding the TV, like, over the edge of the balcony and hits them, like, punctures them in a, a very sensitive area. Very, very sensitive. You know, your special man region. And the shock and pain of this makes him sort of bend over, fold in half in pain. He drops the TV off the edge of the balcony. But it doesn't just fall once. It falls, it hits the ground on its side and then falls again onto a little tricycle, a child's tricycle that just happens to be underneath the balcony. And so what you're hearing is a man dropping a TV because he gets punched in the balls by a child. That is what's going on this week. I'm surprised nobody got that one, but, but thank you very much for playing. Harry, you came the closest, so well done to you. And that's that. Do you want to hear it one more time just to visualise it? Let's hear it one more time so you can just imagine the telly falling off the balcony. Yeah, doesn't sound pretty. And that is that. Thank you for listening today. I've enjoyed this show very much. Let's do it again next week. 3 to 5pm on a Saturday and I'll be back on Friday with the weekly mixtape as well. Thank you for listening. Mars Mikulski is coming up next. And the last song from me today will be Camila Cabello. This is Don't Go Yet. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.